This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 331. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 331. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. It is the Monday after Shameless MomCon. And I will be totally transparent and let you know I'm recording this way in advance because I know that I will not be able to record this the week of the event or the weekend prior to this episode going live because I'm going to be wrapped up in it all. But what I do know, I can say this without the event even having had happened is that hot damn, that was magic. I already know that. I can tell you two and a half weeks in advance when I'm recording this that whatever happened there was the magic that was intended to happen. Because here's the thing. I've learned that by taking imperfect action and leaning into my zone of genius and trusting that I can show up really well, even if imperfectly, that I'm capable of making a lot of magic happen. So I will definitely do a recap episode that's all about what happened at Shameless MomCon, what the biggest takeaways were, the most impactful experiences, and some behind the scenes sneak peek kinds of things. But what I can tell you right now, and this is a valuable lesson for all of you, is that I can tell you in advance of the event actually happening that the outcome is power 
and magic and momentum, which was the theme of the event. But I already know with everything in me with 150% certainty that that will be the outcome. So I can just tell you that like, that's what happened. (laughs) And I'll be able to give you more details down the road when I have a minute (laughs) to sit and collect my thoughts. But I think that the great thing about when you show up and you work on yourself for long enough and you show up and become really committed to building a life that you love, following dreams that you just know that you're created for, that you already know what the outcomes are going to be. And you know that the outcomes are going to be powerful and profound things. And you know what your purpose is. And so you don't have to wonder about like, will I fail or will I succeed? Because you know that no matter what happens, you can turn it into a success. And so I mean, who knows? There could have been all sorts of things that went down at Shameless MomCon that I will have to come back and record about and tell you all about separately that went not as planned. I'm sure there will be some of those things. But I also know enough about the way that I operate to know that I will create magic out of any circumstances given to me over the course of that weekend. And I know that the people showing up are in it with me. I know that everyone is showing up just excited to be there. And we all feel really honored to be able to share this space together over the course of three days. I know my team feels that way as well. Huge shout out to my team, my husband, Vince, who did a ton of work behind the scenes in advance of the event. And then Katie and Christy, who were at the event, helping me with a ton of things around support and like really keeping the show running so that I could be present with all of the attendees. So it was magic. That's all I need to say for now. It was magic. And I'm going to talk about three things today. And what's interesting about these things is it's funny, again, like recording this in advance. I know these are things that are going to come up a ton at Shameless MomCon. So I feel like by the time this episode goes live, it will have seemed like this is all I talked about for quite a while, especially if you attended Shameless MomCon and now you're listening to today's episode. But I'm recording this in advance and knowing that these are some themes that are going to come up repeatedly at the event. And I also know that these are just themes that come up repeatedly in all of our lives that I think are really, really valuable. Things that we do that we maybe need to look at, maybe take a little bit of a critical look at to make some change. So here are the three biggest mistakes that I see you making now. And What I want to say is that some of you are going to think that these are big generalizations and that I'm not making room for your special circumstances, or I'm not being maybe as curious and compassionate as I could be. Like you might feel like I'm judging you a little. And I'll be honest, I am creating space for you to push your limits a little bit in this conversation. And I'm creating space for you to consider what would be possible if you got out of your own way. So when I share all this with you, this is not me like waving a finger in your face saying that you're doing it all wrong as much as it is me showing up with you with compassion and some tough love to say that you might be making some big mistakes right now. And I think that you can do better and I can do better. These are things that all of us can be working on. And I think that there's no time like the present to get started. And I also think that we often are our own biggest obstacle. We get in our own way more than anything else, more than anyone else. And so we need to sometimes push pause and take a critical look at that to figure out how we can make space to move forward and how we can make space to get out of our own way and how we can make space to make our dreams come true. Whether your dream is, you know, going after some big job and climbing a corporate ladder, or your dream is becoming an artist, or your dream is staying at home and snuggling babies all day, like whatever your dream is. So number one, the first big mistake that you're making is that you are waiting for the right time to take action in your life. And so here's the thing. We often wait for certain milestones. We wait for 
as soon as this happens, then I'll do this. As soon as these variables are all fixed and no longer obstacles in my way, as soon as I feel like I have control over all these variables, then I'll go after the thing. And so I know for many people, this is around your kids' milestones. Like as soon as the kids are all in school, then I'm going to do this. Or as soon as the kids are out of the house, then I'm going to do this. So we often set milestones in that regard. As soon as the kids don't need me as much, then I can do this thing. As soon as the kids are sleeping through the night, then I can do this. Now, sometimes there's some legitimacy to that. Sometimes like that is absolutely reasonable. I don't think that you should like be chasing down your dreams if you are still nursing a baby seven times a night. I think that there's a time to be like, right now, mama's going to chill and nurse a baby. And I think there's a time to recognize like, okay, I'm getting decent rest, which should always be a priority, especially in that first year. Mama's getting decent rest now. And now how can I start taking action. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. And so what we often do in waiting for the right time is that's our perfectionistic mind telling us that we have to wait for things to be more ideal. And the thing is, there's always going to be chaos. There's always going to be variables that you can't control. There will always be 111 reasons why this is not the right time for you to start the thing, make the change, go after the dream. 
always, always, always. And this happened so much when I owned my gym. I would have people come in and they would say, I have been following you for seven years and I was going to do one of your programs for the last seven years. And I'm so mad at myself that I waited for so long because here's the thing. Seven years is going to pass no matter what. So where do you want to be in your process now between now and seven years from now? And you have to look at that and be really honest with yourself. And so I knew for me, when it came to selling the gym, as an example, I knew for me that there was a time and I thought, I'm definitely not ready to sell this business. But I also knew, I remember thinking very distinctly, do I want to be doing this in five years? I knew that the answer was no. So I started taking action before I was ready because I knew that five years from now, I wanted something to be different. And I knew that that five years was going to pass no matter what. And I wasn't going to wait until that five years was up to then be like, and now it's time because I knew that that was too long. That would be like giving myself permission to stay stuck for five years. So I started taking action before I was ready, before the time was right. That was terrifying. I will tell you that was so scary. And also that was me creating the right opportunity for myself to move on to the next thing. So don't wait for the right time. Instead of waiting for the right time, create the right opportunity. In doing what I did, in opting to sell my business when I did, I was able to sell it when it was at the peak of its value. I was able to build something new concurrently while I was transitioning out of the old business. So I had something new to go into. I created an opportunity for myself to exit one thing as I entered the other and I could be strategic around it. I had a lot of control over that. Now there's a plenty of things, trust me, plenty of pieces in this whole thing that I did not have control over. And I felt that for the 18 months that this all took, this process was long and it was very exhausting and frustrating and overwhelming at times. But I did have control over certain variables because I created the opportunity for myself. I didn't wait until that business was failing to then be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? I didn't wait till my family was in debt to try to figure it out. I didn't wait until I had the perfect business set up to move to the next thing. I knew that I had something set up that I could build from. So I did not wait for the right time. I created the right opportunity. So I want you to be thinking about What are you waiting for the right time for? And how can you create the right opportunity right now? Another example of this is that we wait for the perfect time. And instead of waiting for the perfect time, wait wait for the perfect opportunity. And now that perfect opportunity often does not look like perfection. For me, the perfect opportunity to sell my gym was at its peak value. That didn't feel like perfect timing. That felt like super scary timing because that was me walking away from really stable, secure income. But that was the perfect time for that to take place because it allowed me to sell it at its peak value, get the most money out of it, which gave me a big enough cushion to move on to the next thing and have a little bit of space to build the next thing. So look at how can you stop waiting for perfect conditions and find the perfect opportunity. How can you stop waiting for the right time and create the right opportunity for yourself? Sometimes slash often (laughs) we are waiting and waiting and waiting for the right time and all this time passes and we've done nothing. And that's really hard to look back on. That's painful to look back on. We look back on that with regret and remorse and guilt often. So if you're in a position now Maybe right now you're working 60, 70 hours a week and feel like you never get to see your kids and you're waiting for like the right time to make a change. You're not going to get these years back. So how could you create the right opportunity right now? 
I see this happening so much in Momentum Mamas, where I see moms sitting in these situations where they're frustrated or overwhelmed or exhausted, and they know they want to take a new direction. And instead of waiting for the right time, they create the right opportunity and they start to move in that direction. And it's amazing and magical to see what happens to see the doors that open when they start creating their own opportunities. It's really, really phenomenal. And it's funny because we have a private Facebook group for Momentum Mamas and people will be like, what is even happening? Like, I didn't really believe that these kinds of things could happen and that these doors would open for me. And like when Sarah talks about all the magic and blah, 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 like I thought that was just for everyone else. And then these things start happening because people start creating their own opportunities and the right opportunities for themselves. And sometimes it really is giving yourself permission to build the thing, start the thing, take the next right step. And then the snowball effect begins to occur that feels really, really good. And you're like, I don't even know how I did this. (laughs) And so trust, first of all, that you can do that and trust that that's what's going to happen. Trust that when you start taking those next right steps, those just few steps by putting one foot in front of the other, that you are creating opportunity for yourself and that other great things will happen from that. And the only way that that's going to happen is if you are really focusing on being in control of things and not from the sense of like actually being a control freak, but recognizing that you are in control regardless of what your mindset is telling you. So that takes us kind of right into number two. So number two, the second big mistake you're making right now is that you're listening to fear instead of embracing resistance. And so this is where you get the power and the control that I was just talking about. You need to start embracing resistance. And now if you're like me, you're like, that sounds awful. Why would I want to embrace the resistance? Why would I embrace the thing that doesn't feel good? The thing that feels hard and scary and overwhelming and terrifying and nerve wracking. Like, why would I embrace that thing? But like we've talked about before, magic and discomfort are soulmates. You have to embrace the discomfort to get to the magic. I'm going to say that again. Magic and discomfort are soulmates. You have to embrace the discomfort to get to the magic. So the only way that you get to create that right opportunity is by embracing the resistance, by embracing the thing that feels scary and doing that instead of listening to fear. Because when we listen to fear, we do not take the next right step. We don't take any steps at all. We stay stuck. Sometimes we even move backwards. When we listen to fear, we settle We settle for less than we want, we settle for less than we deserve, and we settle for less than we're worthy of. So you have to, instead of listening to the fear, you have to embrace the resistance. So let me give you an example of Shameless MomCon. I knew that putting on a live event would be big and scary and very expensive. And it was all of those things. It was big and it was scary and it was very expensive. And I knew that if I continued to listen to my fear around it, because I knew this was something I ultimately had to do. And shout out to my Momentum Mamas who told me that I had to do this because they all wanted to meet each other so badly in real life, because otherwise I probably would have waited for much longer. Specifically, shout out to Samantha, because she's the one who put up a post on our Facebook group that said, like, when are we all meeting in person? And I was like, okay, holy crap, I guess I have to make this happen. But it was like already in the back of my mind. And I knew that it was something that I needed to make happen. I knew that I needed to have a live event. I wanted to test that. And that was scary for sure. And that felt very risky. And I didn't know if anyone would actually show up. It is scary. I will tell you to know that like I have this global reach with this show, which I'm incredibly grateful for. But it's very different to know that people push play in the privacy of their own homes 
than to expect that someone is going to buy a plane ticket, get on a plane, get childcare, book hotel rooms, pay for a ticket. Like that was a huge leap. And I had to, instead of listening to the fear around like, no one's going to come to this. Who's going to be, how can they even find childcare? How are they going to take days off work? How are they going to pay for this, that, and the other thing? Instead of listening to all that fear, I had to embrace the resistance and know that the only way that I could create this magic was to run into the discomfort, completely run into it, which is what I did. And I said I would do it. I said I would host the event. And then I contacted a bunch of colleagues and completely freaked out and was like, what did I just commit to? Somebody show me the way, like teach me how to do this. And many gracious people stepped up and helped me and gave me very valuable lessons. Rachel Rogers was a ton of help. She's my business coach. Jessica Butts, someone who I mastermind with regularly, she gave me a ton of advice because she's done a bunch of events. So I was able to lean on people who've done events. I actually randomly, one of Vinny's kindergarten classmates' moms, Tracy, so shout out Tracy if you're listening, we had met on the playground a couple of times, but we like somehow about a month before the event started talking about our work. I did not know what she did for a living. And she's like, oh yeah, like I run corporate events for a living. So hilarious that you're putting on an event. Like definitely let me know if you have questions. Tracy talked me off a ledge a couple of times when it came to like renting microphones and me not realizing that renting microphones is like a multi-thousand dollar thing, which I thought would be like, you know, $49 or something. Tracy talked me off the ledge. So people showed up and helped me and supported me because I ran straight into the discomfort and then let other people help me and support me so that I could create the magic. So when you listen to the fear you stay stuck or you move backwards. When you embrace the resistance, you are able to start moving forward. The other piece of this is that when you listen to the fear, you are leaning into your past programming instead of leaning into your current desires and dreams. So when we listen to our fears, we are leaning into someone who told us we weren't good enough in our childhood, a parent who maybe put us down or an aunt or an uncle who put us down or a boss who put us down or a sibling who always made us feel less than. When we listen to fear, we look for evidence to support that. So we look at all the times we've ever failed, all the messages we've ever heard around us not being worthy or deserving. And we look at that and we're like, yep, remember, see, here's the proof. Here's the proof. Remember when my stepdad told me I could never amount to anything? That's the proof. I should definitely not go after this because Steve told me I would never amount to anything. We literally have these ridiculous conversations with ourselves. I went through this with a boss. I had this boss who made me feel awful about myself. He called me out. And this was early on when I was a personal trainer. He called me out in front of all the trainers on a regular basis. He wanted to make an example of me. He put me down. He belittled me. He, he was sexist with me. He made one of the other trainers become my personal trainer in front of everyone and like to teach me how to do better at my job, which was completely humiliating and completely inappropriate. And this guy who had to be my trainer, luckily I was friendly with him. He was really nice and he felt super uncomfortable about the whole thing. He's like, like, I feel really weird about this. Like, I don't feel like you need this at all. And I was like, yes, I know, but just whatever. But he was like this total meathead guy. And he always had like chewing tobacco in his mouth. And I was like, I can't believe like this is the guy who is training me on how to be like a better personal trainer. This guy who 
like squats 450 pounds and constantly has a dip in his mouth. And he's supposed to be teaching me how to be a better trainer. And in the meantime, I was like the most booked female trainer at the gym, but this boss was just awful to me. He was awful. He, after I ran my first marathon, I've talked about this before, but, or my only marathon, but after I ran my marathon, the one and only, he said to me, oh, it took you four hours and 38 minutes. Hmm. That's only like the 50th percentile for your age group. Yeah. That's what this guy said to me. And then he put me on a training program to run a faster timed mile because he didn't think that I, my timed mile assessment that we did every six months was fast enough. And I was like, dude, I just ran 26.2 miles. I'm not really concerned about how fast I can run one. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process and their countertop purifiers which is what we have take no installation or plumbing and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer endocrine system disruption and liver toxicity which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special unique and important in terms of how they are able to filter water they also have water purifiers to fit every type of home so like the installation free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options they even have wi-fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options so i'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So he was just awful to me. So there was definitely times when I was trying to make strides as a personal trainer and I would think of that and I would think like, well, remember what Richard said? Remember when Richard said you're only the 50th percentile? Let me tell you, when I started using that as fuel instead of using that as fear, oh, I made big things happen. Like that's when I finally, after a few months decided I'm going to leave this job. 
I'm going to leave Richard as my boss and I'm going to take every single client with me, which I did. And I'm going to go out and build a business all by myself. Richard's wife was like, we really don't recommend that you leave and try to go out on your own. It doesn't really work out for people. You should go talk to some of our trainers who've tried it in the past. Most of them fail. Again, literally the words that she used. And I was like, oh, game on sister, game on. And so I will tell you, when my business was close to failing in 2009, you know what I thought of? I thought about Vicky and Richard. I thought about Richard telling me that I was only in the 50th percentile. I thought about Vicky telling me that, you know, usually when people try this, it doesn't work out too well. And I was like, here we go. We are doing this. And I figured out how to make it work. I leaned into the resistance, even though it was really hard, even though it was really scary. And I figured out how to make that business work. And I figured out how to make it really successful by any standard and figured out how to make it more successful than most personal training studios across the nation in terms of profitability and in terms of deliverable results that impact women's lives. So here's the thing. When you lean into fear and you lean into that past programming, you can see how that can keep you super stuck because it's easy to find evidence to support your fears. So instead, you have to embrace the resistance in order to move in the direction of your current desires and dreams. So let that fear fuel you if that is helpful. For me, it definitely is. But you take the fear with you as fuel. You don't lean back into it. There's a difference. So you either let the fear, like you put it under you to fire you up, or you lean back into it and that holds you back. So you have to decide which, like, is it your rocket fuel? <laughs> or is it like your security blanket that just keeps you stuck on a, on a like rainy day, right? Okay. So then the third one, number three, the third mistake that you're making, you are not giving yourself the space and the grace to take small steps or to fail or to dream big or to create what you truly want. You have to give yourself space and grace for these things. And it's really hard to give yourself space and grace when you are raising multiple kids and in the middle of a career and you have to make dinner every night and there's 18 loads of laundry and there's 13 soccer practices and there's three birthday parties. Like it's really hard to create space and grace for yourself. And it is completely necessary because if you are not creating space and grace to take small steps, you will not move forward. If you're not giving yourself the space and the grace to fail every now and then, you are not growing. If you're not giving yourself the space and the grace to dream and create space for what you really want, you aren't going to make those things happen. So I want to step back just for a minute into what I just said about failure. You have to create the space and the grace for failure. And I learned this, this like jumped out at me a few months ago. I was proudly running all over town. Okay. And by town, I mean the internet, but I was running all over town, the internet, what have you, telling people, especially colleagues in podcasting saying that like, yeah, you know, when you invite people on the show, like 99% of the people I've ever invited on the show, multiple hundreds of episodes, they all say yes. So don't worry. Like people want to say yes. Okay. So that's all true that I had gotten up to that point, like only one or two people had ever said no to me when I invited them to come on the show. So I was just like, yeah, like everyone always says yes to me and people want to be on the show and people want a platform and want a stage and what have you. All that is totally true. But here's the thing. What I recognized as I was wearing this badge of honor that no one had been saying no to me, I realized that wasn't something to be proud of. Because if no one is saying no to me, if I'm not having failure in that area on a regular basis, it means that I'm not inviting big enough names. So if you are only having success, it means that you're not reaching high enough. You have to reach high enough that you fail every now and then. And that is scary. 
You have to reach high enough that you fail every now and then though, because that is how you learn and you grow. So if you're only doing things that you're really good at all the time, you're not growing. You're staying stuck. You're staying in the same place. So you have to create those places for you to fail, whatever that might look like. So if you are thinking that you're just winning all the time at work because you get all the accolades and all the awards and all the recognition, you're probably playing real big in a real small pond. And it might be time to upgrade the size of the pond. If you're only having success in everything that you do, then you're not playing big enough. If every workout that you do, I mean, let's use CrossFit as an example. If every workout you do at a CrossFit gym, you're like the first female finisher done, then you need to get yourself in a different gym and be competing with other people because that's going to make you level up. So make sure that you are putting yourself in situations and surroundings where you will be forced to level up and forced to fail. Because here's what happens. When you go into a bigger environment to try something new and difficult, and you aim and you go all in at 100%, if you fail and you only hit 82%, that's still going to be a massive step up than if you stayed in the smaller situation, surroundings, pond, arena, hitting 100% all the time. So you have to up-level yourself and then be cool with imperfection because that's the only way that you get better. So I'll tell you, I've had situations recently with podcast downloads and advertisers and like all these things where there's times for sure when I'm like, I am on it. I'm on my game. Like the sponsor schedule is full and then something shifts. And mostly it's like iTunes is, if you've heard people complain about the algorithms on Facebook and how it's a struggle for business owners, like iTunes is 100% the same. It is like all these algorithms that are never made public and it makes everyone in podcasting just ridiculously frustrated because it's very hard to get ahead and figure it out. So my rankings have changed dramatically over time. Like I've gone from being super highly ranked to not ranked at all to back to highly ranked and I have no control over any of it. And it's very like, there's no equation or anything for it. And all of that impacts my downloads and my downloads impact my sponsorships. And so there's all of this like where I have no control over it, right? So all I can do is continue to level up and make sure that I am doing my very best to provide value to all of you because I'm gonna fail when it comes to downloads. Like there are months where I have to turn on my numbers and I'm like, yep, didn't hit them. But that only matters because I'm aiming really high and because I'm challenging myself to get like the next level in terms of getting you guys awesome sponsors so that you guys get the best deals from people, in terms of getting myself in front of the right people and the right companies, in terms of bringing you all the best value. I do this and I show up and I level up and level up and level up. And behind the scenes, there's definitely moments of failure where I have to go back to people and be like, yep, so that wasn't the measurement that we were hoping to hit and lesson learned. And here's how we're going to move it, shift it moving forward. If I wasn't doing that on an ongoing basis, this would be a teeny tiny little show that thousands of you would not know about yet. So I have to constantly take the risk and lean into the resistance and create the space and the grace to go to the next level, even though there's times where at the end of the month, I look at it and I'm like, I totally did not hit that goal. And now I have to go back and report that to people. There was a time when every single month was just an upward trend of the month before, and that felt really good. And I kind of started to, not kind of, I fully started to expect that that was like just how it was going to be. I was like, here I am, like in the podcasting world, just bigger and better every damn day. (laughs) And then there was months where that didn't happen. And I started to learn about these algorithms and the lack of control that I have over it. And I thought, okay, like 
I can continue to up level and continue to show up in certain ways and do the very best that I can. But that means sometimes I'm going to have to report that my numbers didn't go up or that maybe they even went down a little bit. And here's how I can work around that with grace in order to continue to grow the show to impact more lives. Because if I just looked at that as failure and didn't learn from it, what would I do? Walk away from the whole thing? Just quit? So you have to figure out how to create space for you to fail and then find the value in that, the value in failure and the value in recognizing that I'm going to mess up all the time. And that's really great because there's always opportunities for growth then, right? So then the other pieces about this are creating space and grace for small steps and opportunities to dream and creating space for what you truly want. All of that is creating intentional time for you to think about what you want, for you to journal about it, for you to like take a walk every now and then, sit in a bathtub, like literally creating physical and emotional space for you to think through what's the next step? What's the next right thing? What's the dream? Because if you're not thinking about all of that, you're staying in one spot. And there might be a moment here or there where it's appropriate and okay to stay in one spot. But for the most part, I think we all want to be growing and evolving and building something that we love more every single day. And so what does that need to look like? And how are you creating the space to build the thing that you love? Whether it's craft projects with your kids and having more time for that, or it's like building an online empire, either of those things, equally valuable. One is not more of more value than the other. It totally depends on your identity and your own core values and your dreams and ambitions. But you need to be creating space for either of those things. I know women who are creating space for both of those things. And the intentionality is the same. The intentionality between creating an online empire and creating time to do arts and crafts with your kids, all of that comes from creating space and grace to plan out the next right steps and to plan out and look at what is the bigger dream and how am I going to get there? So there you have it. The three mistakes you're making right now. I want to know, show up on Facebook, show up on Instagram, tell me how this impacted you because I want to know how these mistakes are impacting your life right now. So number one, you are waiting for the right time to take action in your life and you're not going to do that anymore, right? Number two, you're listening to fear instead of embracing resistance, and you're not going to do that anymore. And number three, you're not giving yourself the space and the grace to take small steps or fail or dream big or create the space for what you truly want. I hope this was impactful. I hope you learned something. I hope you took some notes, and I hope you share this episode out with other mamas who need to hear the same thing today. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media 
tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I am Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 